If you're planning on buying something from Plugin Boutique, help us out and visit through our special magic link at a4ppodcast.com or in the episode description. It'll give your friends Timmy and Jimmy a little kickback and your price will remain just the same. Tim, we made it. Yes, it's our it's our milestone. You know, a lot of podcasts they celebrate after a hundred episodes. They celebrate <laughs> not us. They celebrate after fifty episodes, and they have a special. Hey, hey, like and share and subscribe. Uh, we got to fifty episodes. Not us. Mm. No, today is our jubilee. We have finally done it, Tim. We have reached episode sixty nine. Yay! Woo! And we go live now to the. <laughs> Appetite for Production procession where clams from all over the universe are congregating. Oh, wow, universe. Wow. <laughs> congregating in Westminster for a flotilla for some reason. Uh, <laughs> down the Thames and a procession along the Mall. We, uh, we go live now to uh, James Sinjin Esquire and Timothy Fortescue the Fourth. Oh, lovely. Here we are now at the um, special episode 69 celebrations. There, are we moving down the mall now, the horse-drawn carriage. <laughs> what are those carriages drawn by, James? Horse-drawn carriage, <laughs> drawn by horses. Okay. And those carriages each contain 500 lobsters. Uh, yes, yes, we can see all, all the buildings are wrapped in flags of all nations, James, and it is a, re- a beautiful sight of uh, unity on this auspicious day. Though I am slightly worried about the social distancing aspect. Those clams are getting really quite close to each other. They do tend to do that, Timbleby. They They're do. very affectionate with each other. <laughs> is, this, is this part of the show? And here come the clams dressed in full regalia. There they are now. Look at them glowing <laughs> in the afterglow of 68 whole episodes. In the in the traditional uh, East End uh, uniform of eels and uh, oysters and mussels and whelks. Isn't that right, James? And many other sea creatures besides. <laughs> that's right. And here on this large plinth, that's right. You can see from the helicopter view, 60,000 golden chickens. <laughs> oh, my God. The noise is incredible, James. Nobody's quite sure why the chickens are there, but it's very messy, and there's going to be a lot of dead chickens by the oh end God. of the procession. Oh, no, the squawking is nightmarish. What an aberration before God, James. <laughs> That's right. That's how we do it. <laughs> And here they are. Finally, the hosts of the show, Timothy Canton and James <laughs> the Russell, <laughs> entering the mall down to Westminster Abbey on a hovercraft. Oh my God, hovercraft. the movement is so smooth. Look at them gleefully bouncing up and down. A, a couple of chickens have, have got caught in the undertow of the hovercraft. Uh, I don't think they'll make it on the way out. No, this is a sully moment, James. Is a hero going to rise from the ranks to save our uh, our hosts? Reminds me a lot of the South Korea Olympics, which you and I also officiated, <laughs> when oh, yes. those pigeons were destroyed in the fire. Mm-mm. You know I got soul, James. <laughs> Sold in Korea. (laughs) 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 And finally, descending from balloons popped 
8,000 foot in the air. <laughs> it's 500,000 live spiders. Oh, God. <laughs> My ultimate fear. Here they are. The spiders are landing. There seem to be a lot of agitation with the massed crowds on the mound. They, they don't seem as happy as everyone was expecting them to. <laughs> These spiders seem angry, James. Angry and hungry. And... Timothy and James, they're leaving the mall and they're heading into Westminster Abbey for what I suppose will be the coronation, although we're not allowed in there. No, no. They're certainly going to do something in there, but we don't know what. Yes, I can hear the squealing of what sounds like a thousand pigs emanating from those hallowed halls, James. There is the ceremonial Black Rod banging on the door with his golden SM58 microphone. <laughs> oh, yes. And um, wafting uh, an SM57 microphone along, which I believe is spraying some sort of incense all over the crowd. And I can see, I believe it's Martin Luther banging a couple of press releases into the door of the Abbey, James. Is this some kind of religious protest? He's very angry about all the recent Native Instruments plug-in releases. <laughs> oh, no. Or lack of. <laughs> <laughs> and here they are, your hosts, Timothy Seaman and James <laughs> the Russell. Welcome to Appetite for Production. Yes, episode 69. We made it, James. It's the last number, 69. It's a music tech podcast starring two cam girls who really want to get another line of work. Yeah, we'll do anything for money, James, right? That's right. Today we're going to talk about a few things, including uh, Nam being cancelled. <gasps> Our jingles! A couple of new collaboration and feedback platforms. Ooh! Sonable's Smart Reverb plugin. Oh, wow. I don't even know about that. Autotune is now on subscription? No, oh, rolls eyes. Please explain it to me. Will do. Tim, I've got some very sad news for you. Oh, no. Nam is cancelled. The dream's over, James. I mean, I never went anyway, but uh, <laughs> I mean, I guess some people did. Um, you've never been to Nam, have you? No, it's a shame. I, I obviously want to, but... Not this year, mate. Not this year. Not next year. Not in <laughs> 2021. The January Music Instruments Show in Anaheim, California is officially COVID cancelled. Uh-oh. Well, what's going to happen to all the news of new um, Beringer instruments coming out, mate? How on <laughs> earth are we going to find out about I, that? I don't think those guys ever went to NAM anyway, did they? Oh, I have absolutely no idea. At least not recently. I think everyone cancelled their summer events quite late because they were in denial. Yeah, mate. Best place to be. But they've undercompensated and gone for <laughs> an August announcement, uh, which I guess is fair game because it's five months away and a lot of businesses would have been like, we've got to book our plane tickets, so we gotta get our booths oh yeah yeah right uh, it's fair to you know to, to do this now 
Yeah, I mean, I do. I like erring on the side of caution. And you may and you may think it's a bit early, but Dolly Parton's first single from her Christmas album comes out next week, mate. <laughs> Late August. So, you know, time is just completely meaningless now. What's the name of the single? Do you know, I don't know off the top of my head, mate. But, <laughs> but are you impressed that I knew that anyway, mate? I, Dolly, I guess Dolly so. Parton knowledge. Yeah, I don't know if I'm impressed as much as scared. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Who doesn't love Dolly? Um, I'm just going to read this from the Music Radar story, which is good. It's got a lot of quotes in. We do seem to read a lot of Music Radar stories, but I reckon it's fair play. We, we, <laughs> we use them to sort of refer to, but I'm literally going to go for the verbatim read because it's got a lot of quotes from the NAM organisers. Mm. Uh, it says, in the place of NAM, the organisers will hold a virtual Believe in Music Week. <laughs> well, so you've got to clap or whatever music yeah. ceases to exist. Is that it? And Nam has detailed some of its plans in a press release today with extracts as follows. Here we go. Okay, right. In light of the COVID-19 pandemic, I, I wasn't planning to do that voice. It <laughs> you know, I like out. it. Keep doing it. And with the health and safety of <laughs> Nam members as a first priority, Nam is reimagining how to connect all facets of the industry while benefiting those most deeply impacted by by COVID-19 with the launch of Believe in Music, the global gathering to unify and support the people <laughs> oh, wow. who bring music to the world. <laughs> so you went from kind of uptight office nerd to East End bruiser there, basically. Yeah, yeah. yeah that's the that's... natural progression. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, just sent, I, I think my balls dropped halfway through. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so is this, hang on, is this going to have some kind of charity aspects by the sounds of it? They're talking about helping people yeah i would hope so yeah because otherwise it's a bit rich so it's going to be held about the same time and it's a week and it says it will feature a mix of comprehensive programming and professional education at believeinmusic.tv oh okay as well as an interactive marketplace to connect buyers and sellers you like those buzzwords uh, marketplace them. i mean we already have the internet so i don't really understand what they're gonna yeah. do above and beyond that it feels a bit like i mean they've got to do something because yeah, right, I guess right, 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 right. In many ways, it's an opportunity to do something different. Hey, look, maybe one of these online shindigs that happens will be the start of something really new and special that maybe. we can't predict. But I flipping doubt it. Well, I saw that the AES convention, the Audio Engineering Society, they're holding a Audio Engineering Month. Oh, well, which a whole I month. Think, I think that's a good way to go with it, actually. It's like no one wants to sit in front of a laptop over two days when they would have been at an event and just participate virtually. I don't think that's going to happen. NAMM seems to be doing a week, but having a month seemed like quite a good idea. If you're into that world and that industry, then knowing that there's stuff happening and you, there's no pressure, I think people resent the pressure of like, oh, I got to attend this virtual event right now. But having a month seems like... Um, a good idea, a good way to do it from the Audio Engineering Society. Well, so I guess it's going to be lots of little events over the course of a month, basically. Yeah, basically. Sort of they've, got, they've got some things programmed which they've announced. But yeah, back to the NAM show. Mm. Uh, while not the NAM show or a virtual trade show, the initiative, remember Tim, it's an initiative. <laughs> wow, shit. We'll meet the immediate business needs of NAM member companies through thought leader-led education for all segments of the industry, networking, and get this... AI matchmaking. Oh my god, Jesus, are you going to find me a robot girlfriend? Is that what you're telling me? I, I think it means we all have to go speed dating with Uli Berenger, Urs <laughs> oh, wow. Heckman. Ooh, my dreamboat. And a marketing person from Fender. Oh, wicked. Oh, lovely. So, I don't know. 
right now I'm feeling that this is basically, are we going to go bankrupt if we don't hold an event? We better add value yeah, for the people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, they're in a tough spot, am I yeah, right? They're very tough spot. I don't, I don't envy them at all. Maybe they should get us involved and just like uh, have us do like a pre-recorded <laughs> roast. We could be like Ricky Gervais at the Golden Globes. Oh Blows. my god! Right. <laughs> I think I think I already just did that with my speed dating joke. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I mean, just like, just very strange British comedy, I think is definitely what the worldwide audience wants well, from a trade show. The kind of people who pretend to be in a space station shooting chickens out. Yeah, 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 that sort of stuff. That's having, what's going to be hot in music tech, sure. Having a procession. Um, they say that, uh, believe in music, week will news... They're really laboring the word intuitive, new intuitive technology to connect us all, to harness the incredible energy that happens when we come together. Well, like CERN is this, I don't really understand. (laughs) (laughs) But that's the thing, we're not coming together, that's the whole point. (laughs) Well, it's not physically coming together, but I suppose it's, you know, there's a meeting of minds. You've got to do something special, you've got to get the media involved, you've got to get everyone to launch things in a different way, I'd, I'd kind of... You got to work with everyone. Well, okay, look. You know? Do people go to Nam just for networking? Yeah, I think so. So maybe that's what this AI matchmaking is all about, and it's going to put you in touch with somebody who you can like desperately try and get work on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it could be. I guess. Um, I maybe I should be involved in it. You know, that might yeah, be. Yeah, yeah, right. If there's any one common vision, it's that as a global community, we believe in music. We Mm. believe in the future of music and the future of our (laughs) industry. I don't believe in either of those things. And in this moment, we will unite and support music makers around the world. Okay, so it's going to be a bunch of online, like, live-streamed product launches? I guess something like that, which not and many people will see live because they know they can watch it later. And they yeah, won't. I mean, it sounds like they're going to have some maybe seminars with some people or whatever. <laughs> but I, I don't know. I am sceptical, but this is an opportunity to do something very unique and cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, they've got to think about what the hell that's going to be because mm-hmm. I don't know. Um, I imagine getting the right thing could could work well, but it's no tough spot. Glad glad it's not my responsibility. I'll tell you that much, mate. <laughs> well, actually, I was. Oh God, <laughs> I wasn't going to tell you, but they've oh, been no. in touch. Uh, I just don't need the stress. They want you to head up this entire. Oh God, no! <laughs> oh God, I'm leaving the industry, James. So tonight, I'm going to introduce you to the team. There's there's 50 people who you need to manage, and they've all got competing egos and, and agendas. And oh um, my God! And at the end of the day, if you don't <laughs> make everyone happy and create an incredibly successful. <laughs> And profitable NAM Show 2021 online, you're going to get dumped into an incinerator. Oh my God, it's going to be like Toy Story 3. Um, yeah, okay. Okay, look, James, I'm going to step up. I'm going to do it. Everything's going to be fine. I guess basically the organizers of NAM, they basically, they're tired of everyone saying, when's NAM? When's NAM? Is it coming? Is it coming? And they just, they just slammed on the brakes and they said, listen, mm. if you don't shut the fuck up. <laughs> I'm turning this name around and it's going to oh, be wow. a virtual event. <laughs> oh, man. Nobody wants that. <laughs> I mean, okay, should they just wait? And no, they can't do it. They need the money. They need the money. That's the thing. And everyone needs the money. Think of the children. Yeah, right. Well, the, I'm the, the exhibitors. 
Oh, well, yeah. I they, mean, how on earth are the exhibitors going to get news about their new products out to people? Well, they would <laughs> call someone like us who handle professional press releases and have loads of friends and contacts in, in the musical instrument press, no? Yeah, yeah, that's right. So, hey, if you're in the music industry and uh, you don't know how to put a video on YouTube, oh, we can do it for you for very reasonable rates. Am I right, James? Uh, not very reasonable rates. No, well, they're not that reasonable. Better than NAM rates. <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah. Oh, God, yeah. Tim is an expert video creator for... Music software, and I uh, help companies with their marketing and press releases. So, so uh, we're kind of a dream team, really. But uh, anyway, <laughs> <laughs> let's end the segment. Yeah, yeah. We, I think we've fully discussed this. Quit while you're slightly less ahead. Infinite feedback. Okay, Tim, time for a bit of feedback. This one comes from Jeff. He says, <laughs> Hey, Jeff. Is this the funniest plug-in trailer you have ever seen? Mishby by Freak Show Industries. Oh, wow. Okay. Uh, I wouldn't say it's the funniest, but it's fucking disturbing, and I love it. Oh, God. Okay, let's watch this. Let's get Tim's visceral reaction. I'm, I'm already, I've already been disturbed enough in my life. I'm not sure I'm ready for any more. So this is a plug-in, supposedly, called Mishby. Oh, God. The box opens. There's a man's head inside. <laughs> What's, in, What's the in the box? box? What's in the box? Marketing, emotion, intrigue. <laughs> Fun boxing adventures. Today we explore this totem of profound disappointment. This is like a plug-in wrapped in some kind of membrane. Oh, God. It's very vascular. It says plug-in on the front of it. Oh, God. And some guy with plasters all over his fingers is ripping it open. It's dirty. Oh, God. It's like listening to a Radiohead album while you're having the, bad trips. It is like, this is very Radiohead vibes, isn't it? It's hard, half between Radiohead and Salad Fingers. Yes. Good call. That's that's exactly what it is. He's opening the plug-in. God, his fingers are covered in bandages. A moist heat escapes the gap. <clears throat> it's full of tape. It's a tape plug-in. <laughs> it's a plug-in that does dodgy things with tape. Ooh. It's dolphin money. I love the dolphin $1 million though. That's wicked. You should definitely check this trailer out if you haven't seen it, which you probably haven't. It is very disturbing. And it is for a plug-in, apparently. Yeah, it's art. God, what are those little things? I don't know. It looks like meat and sweet corn. Oh, God. A load of vaguely occult symbols. Yeah. Enter the tape abomination. Oh, God. Oh, God. Yeah, Mishby, man. It's a weird-ass plugin. Maybe I shouldn't have built you, it says. Well, that's terrifying. <sighs> um... Oh, God, Nosferatu. Or some kind of hairy beast. Oh, God, it's an AAX, James. Oh. That is the scary... Oh. That's the real scary oh. thing about it. 
Oh my god! Well, I like what they've done with it. The uh, just having it completely the opposite of uh, you know what yeah. a normal company would do. They That's have nice. done something a bit different, which is nice and very disturbing. What's that thumbnail on the bottom left? Uh, that ne- next to it. It's oh, it's Hawang, mate. Uh, oh, fine. Okay, yeah. okay. Yeah, so it's, uh, it doesn't really tell us anything about the plugin apart from tape. Yes, it, it does tape things, and it's very disturbing. They've got some other very disturbing trailers as well, which I'm not going to make you watch. Oh, thank God. But it's worth going down the rabbit hole. So thank you to Jeff for the tip on that. Bit of uh, bit of freak show industries. Yeah, nice one, Jeff. Uh, yeah, keep an eye out for more crazy shit, guys, because it's cool. Yeah, I love being disturbed. <laughs> you sure do. All right, Tim, Sonibor, Smart Reverb. Mm. This is a new plugin from Sonibor. Uh, Sonibor originally did Smart EQ and Smart Comp, which is, guess what it is? A compressor. And uh, they use artificial intelligence nanobots to uh, work out what you should be doing. I, I don't think they're making that many claims about like insane AI power, mm-hmm. but let's call it intelligent. I've used Smart Comp. It was good. It's the kind of thing where you play at your track to listen to it and then it will push some settings onto the plugin for you i didn't really care about the intelligent stuff in smart comp and compression isn't necessarily the kind of thing you want a robot assistant to help you with necessarily what was good about smart comp particularly for me is that you could change the attack and release curves mm-hmm. so you can make a sort of exponential logarithmic you could bend them up you could bend them down you could make them straight whatever that was good about it i didn't really rate the ai thing not that it was bad i just didn't ever feel like it would be that useful. But now they've come up with smart reverb. The whole point is, from what I can tell, it doesn't actually delay your signal. It sort of resynthesizes your signal in a way, but as a reverb. Oh, really? Yeah. So you analyze the source material and then it will, uh, quote, design a suitable reverb for the spectral and temporal characteristics of the input signal. I don't know if they actually don't use actual reverb or if they're just dialing in the parameters of a reverb. Let's have a quick listen to it. This is Smart Reverb by Sonable. It's got a very pretty interface. Yeah, it's with little balls. It looks nice to use and I do like balls. Reverb, they're gyrating. Processing to the characteristics of any input signal. Smart Reverb analyzes your incoming audio signal. So you sort of tell it what sort of thing you're putting in it, do you? Yeah, you literally press record, play your thing, and it's not got much of a window to listen to it, but it goes off and it makes its uh, reverb type. I think it is proper algorithmic reverb, it's just getting its settings changed. Make your reverb sound rich, intimate, natural, or artificial. Or choose any style in between. I mean, we can't really see the interface face apart from all these crazy balls it looks really nice you get the best of both worlds ai powered precision they're saying ai buddy ai powered find the time based <laughs> decay spread decay spread and density envelopes so you can shape it as the signal comes along and fine-tune the reverb's anatomy in the particle display Smart Reverb's Lean User Interface offers every feature you'd expect from a pro-grade Reverb plugin. Mm-hmm. Got a built-in EQ there. 
So I'm recently. Find your sound. Don't search for him, James. Find your sound. Know what I'm saying? Recently, I'm liking how a lot of reverb processes are quite slim on the controls because it's always bugged me a bit to have Valhalla stuff, for example, where you've got a lot of obscure, mm -hmm. abstract controls. Mm -hmm. You don't really know what's happening exactly. I do find the Valhalla interfaces a bit opaque, mate, I've got to say. I mean, yes, it's the sound that counts and you've got to use your ears to hone in on exactly what you want. But I think you can do that with an interface without that many controls. And mm. by choosing things like envelopes, it's a lot better. Well, I think I think in the case of Valhalla, they could maybe have a few more graphical elements rather than just loads and loads of knobs. Mm, but it's, that's not their thing. They've yeah, established... That's not their thing. And people love them anyway. So yeah. what do we know? But if you look at something like Pro R, recent great reverb, they've really slimmed down the number of things you have to think about. Mm. Um, but there's of, still a lot of control there with those lovely, lovely uh, curves, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, they've got a sort of delay time, decay time, which also involves the shape of the room at the same time, which is good. That's Pro R, not Sonable Smart Reverb. Mm -hmm. But Smart Reverb, what appeals to me is the envelopes that you can draw in for decay uh space and density mm -hmm. that is the kind of thing that i would actually want to tweak with a reverb every so often and setting the character in a sort of xy frame between intimate and rich mm. and natural and artificial that's reasonable i think they've still got a big reverb time knob so if you want to do it the classic way <laughs> you're you laughing at the word knob well no 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 i mean I, the thing is that is a very that is just a very <laughs> very basic control or whatever yeah i mean it seems like you are putting your hands in uh you're putting yourself in the hands of the ai quite a bit only if you choose to I, I said at the start of this, I wasn't sure whether it was resynthesizing. It's not resynthesizing, I don't think. It's just, quote, source adaptive. So it's, it is, from what I can tell, an algorithmic reverb, and it will just change its parameters to suit what you've got. Okay. I like it. I like the idea. And because I used their smart comp, I liked that. It wasn't mind-blowing, but I don't think artificial intelligence in a compressor is. But reverb, I would, I, I would find myself even more suited to it. I think. Are you going to give it a try? I'm not going to pursue it. <laughs> I'm not going to go after it and okay. ask someone to do a review of it. But I will remember it for the future if I need something like that. Clam cost. We are looking for 129 euro clam. Oh, that's pretty reasonable. Intro price 89 euro. Oh, clam. even more reasonable. Mm. Mm. Anyway, that's a quick one. A little bit of Sonable Smart Reverb. So, James, I'm going to make you watch a video now, mate. Ooh. Are you familiar with the works of Beatrix Potter? Yeah. Has she, has she got into production now? You better believe it, mate. She's come back from the dead <laughs> to release an EDM album. Uh, no. Let's watch a little clip from Peter Rabbit's 2018. Wow. All right, this is our land now, so let's not go crazy. So yes, that's James Corden, Corden playing Peter Rabbit. What do you think about that casting choice? Responsibility. Uh, I'm sorry, I almost got through. This really, it doesn't scream Peter Rabbit vibes. No. Beatrix Potter vibes to me. Uh, oh, oh. That's not appropriate. Yeah. Now, what do you think of the inclusion of Len in this clip? No. <laughs> no, I can't do it. What if I told you you have to watch the rest of this clip? I would start violently shaking in my chair. 
check this out though. Geese flying, yeah, badger. Wait for me. It's a hedgehog. Oh, it's so funny. <laughs> it's a slow hedgehog, get it? Uh-huh. Very dangerous. What? Yes, mates. So have they got Len to re-record bits? Yes, it? they absolutely have, mates. Oh. That's right. The 2018 <laughs> version of Steal My Sunshine is Peter Rabbit themed lyrics, mates. Did you expect that? Uh, no, I didn't. Um, I can't take it. I don't like it. <laughs> that's awful, isn't it? It's it feels like some kind of bastardization, and that's that's just James Corden. Yeah, oh, I know, mate. Like who like did you ever think as a child when your mother was reading you the stories of Peter Rabbit and Flopsy Kitten Moppin Tails or whatever? that it would be played by James Corden in a CGI crit flick with a Lens soundtrack. Nah. No, mate. This is why the hegemony of global culture is something that needs to be stopped immediately. In fact, just we need to stop culture, basically. I think I, think I have become 25% more left-wing after <laughs> Oh, wow, that. wicked, wicked. Well, yeah, you just we need to start rolling the tanks in, James, and I hope that uh, Len's uh, special version of Steal My Sunshine for Peter Rabbit has made you see that. Would you like some more uh, movie-related <laughs> gubbins? Okay, mate? have they have they uh, recreated Smash Mouth or something? <laughs> oh no, no, you you <laughs> did, wish. Did you see the Smash Mouth thing? They, no, they held a, a gig to a bunch of bikers during the pandemic, <laughs> and everyone was just like, "Fucking Smash Mouth." <laughs> but um, the real story is, why are a bunch of bikers listening to Smash Mouth? Yeah, why? Yeah, why are bikers listening to Smash Mouth? I wouldn't have thought that that'd be up their alley. Um, the other thing I wanted to talk about, James, is are you familiar with a little film called Blade Runner? Yeah. It's my favourite film of all time. How much do you like it? <laughs> not not as much as you. Well, nobody does. Right, so you wouldn't you so you're not like a super crazy aficionado of it no. then. Okay. Well, in that case, let me play you a bit now. I'm gonna want you to shut your eyes now, James. All right? I have shut them. Okay, good. Now worried. Okay, we're gonna have a little bit of um Blade Runner action now. <laughs> So this is Deckard going to this sleazy bar. Bit of Vangelis music in the background, yeah? Mm-hmm. All very nice. He's having a bit of a drinky. Okay. Oh, come on, get to the other bit. Oh, there we go. So there's some trumpets on there, right? Now, okay. I was doing some digging the other day, right? right. Uh, I'm with and, you. And I got this... Uh, em you can open your eyes oh, now. Oh, thank God. I, I've got this... You know the Emu emulator? Ah, like yes. Sampling keyboard? Well, I got this free plug-in um, emulation. It's called Digital Systemic Emulator. Right. Check out this patch, buddy. 24 reggae. Ooh. Now... That's the same music, isn't it, James? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm sure we can agree that. Now, the original keyboard came out before Blade Runner. Okay. And was used by Vangelis for Blade Runner. Well, is this just a patch made in tribute by the people who've made the plugin, or was this patch on the original? Nope, this was on the original. Ooh. Yeah, that's right. And it's also got the uh, trumpet from the same bit of music and the, the original keyboard they were on a split patch and you could play the reggae loop with one finger and the trumpet with the other the, the other hand or whatever 
So Vangelis was bashing the presets pretty flipping hard there, right? Yes. Um, I thought this was something that he had composed himself. But he didn't really compose it, James. Do you know no, who did compose it? You were right to think that. Who oh, did compose it? It was um, Lion Youth, a dub reggae artist. <laughs> So the only thing the emulator added was the bew, 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 No, bew. that's in the track. Oh. Oh. <laughs> oh. So, yeah, that was apparently just recorded straight off the radio by the staff at Emu when they were making the emulator. And that and the trumpet is apparently from Miles uh, Davis' Sketches of Spain. Okay. So, uh, yeah. So who has been fucked because of this? Has anyone been fucked well, because of this? I don't think Lion Youth got any Blade Runner money. I mean, yeah. I can't. I don't have any evidence one way or the other, but I very much doubt he got a paycheck off that. There's, and there's... I don't think Miles got anything either. And also... <laughs> Also, James, flipping uh, OMDs, the very same patch on their track, Junk Culture. Do you want to hear a listen? <laughs> I wonder what it sounds like. <laughs> the very same split patch. Yeah. There's a lot of people in the wrong here. Yeah, it's like it, like this. You see, this is when I when people I see people on the internet saying I'm really worried about doing something wrong when I'm sampling or whatever. Should I ever sample anything or should I just use sounds I've made entirely from scratch? Everyone's a total bastard, basically. Do you know yeah. what I'm saying? I mean, uh, on this is like an onion of wrongdoing. Yeah, yeah, so, a delicious onion of wrongdoing. So on the from the top layer of the onion, Vangelis mm. just used two presets, not not a random presets, but number twenty four and number twenty five. Well, no, they're on the same split key patch, so oh. be, well, so you'd have one one hand playing one, one hand playing the other. I mean, people use presets all the time, and hey, he's Vangelis. He's paid his dues, so I don't really, I'm not, you know, I'm not, I'm not gunning for Vangelis or anything I mean, or whatever. That would be fine if they were actually original music, but no, the emu people took both those patches from. Some records. Yeah, absolutely. Records they just recorded off the radio by the sounds of it with no no thought hither or thither. Do you want to see something else crazy as uh, well? I think I do. Yeah, okay. Now, here's, uh, here's a sound from the uh, emulator too. Keep your ears open for this. You might recognise it. You hear that, buddy? Yeah. Do you know what that is? No. That is Star Trek noises, basically. And that would be fine if... Emu had actually designed that sound themselves. No, they sampled it off a television program from the 60s. For God's sake. (laughs) So, um, yeah, man, there's a lot of copyright infringement going on. And I don't... You know my stance, James. Infringe all the time. Exactly. Yes, great. Yes, great. You've been paying attention. Very good. I mean, I think... Infringe all the time, but if you're loaded, let the originators have a little bit of that sweet, sweet cash. You know, I don't know if uh, Emu ended up getting busted and ended up paying people or whatever to uh, to sort them out or whatever. But yeah, man, I was pretty surprised at the flagrant misuse of... Uh... At, at every step along the way. Yeah, yeah, totally, totally. Yeah, How yeah, yeah. did you discover this? Chap on Reddit? There is somebody, there is a video on here which says, yeah, this is a patch from here. So I'm not the first person to ever 
the spot this. But it doesn't mention where the original track does. What mentions the original track is some dude from Emu talking about it in this comment. So, um, so which may or may not be, uh, which may or not be true. Emu doesn't really exist as a company anymore, which is a bit of a shame because I'd really like them to bring out some plugins. Does Vangelis exist as a company anymore? He is real, and I would like to extend an invitation to Vangelis <laughs> to just come and hang out with us, basically, or whatever. <laughs> like, um, I really like uh, your music and everything, and I think you're pretty cool. What, so, uh, I what, know I've just called you out, but um, what sort of soundtrack are we going to play while we're hanging out with him in the living room? So Van, uh, <laughs> what have you been working on recently? <laughs> I see they didn't get him to do the Blade Runner 2049 soundtrack, which is good, because that was a fucking heap of shit, mate. So there you go, buddy. I mean, everybody was at it in the 80s. It was acceptable in the 80s. Yeah, you can't judge them by the standards of today. Exactly, exactly. Uh, so I just want to say... Um, if you're feeling a little bit frisky and like you might want to sample something or maybe like use a preset or something like that, hey, maybe it's not so bad, yeah, right? Yeah, turns out everyone says it's okay now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's fine. Hey, just don't get caught. Or if you do get caught, have loads of money. Okay, Tim, there is a new online collaboration platform. Hey! Hey, another one, Wicked. What do we say about online collaboration? They're all here to stay. Yeah, everyone loves them. We all use them all the time, mm -hmm, right? Mm -hmm, that's right, yep. Uh, this one is called Aloha. Oh, hey, buddy. Uh, what is the word for goodbye in Hawaiian? Uh, I think it's also aloha, is it? Oh, is it? Okay. <laughs> that kind of undermines the joke. <laughs> All right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this is a new online collab platform from Elk, who uh, developed the Elk Audio operating system, which is... Oh, the uh, EAOS? Uh, no. No. <laughs> long, long story short, it's basically an OS purpose-built for audio that you can install onto a purpose-built computer in order to use it in your musical application. So you know how... That sounds good. You know how at some point, Akai, for instance, were using a slimmed-down version of Windows um, to run... Oh, were they? To run their machines, I think. Wow. You can use, or a, someone who knows what the fuck they're doing, can use Elk Audio OS in order to basically, I think the, the key thing is load plugins onto a computer that's not like a commercial personal computer. Oh, I see. Wow. They've had some examples of, for example, Matt Bellamy of Muse put a, was it an Arturia Prophet 5 synth into his guitar? Wow. So literally tiny computer on board the guitar. It was running Elk Audio OS. And because it's a purpose-built OS, the latency is low. Yeah, wicked. And therefore he can sort of get away with having it in the guitar. Did the thing where they sort of, it wasn't available commercially, but they put Steinberg's Retrolog into a piece of hardware and that hardware looked oh, like... Oh, I remember that. Do you remember that? It, the hardware looked like a real Retrolog synth. Uh, but it just had a little computer running the plugin inside it. Mm -hmm. They've done some good, like, sort of attention-seeking with it. Is attention-seeking what you call marketing? PR, yeah. <laughs> they've, they've made some good stories appear on the on the Cosmos. I wrote a story about their breakout board or something from Music Radar a while ago. Um, Everyone loves a good breakout board, mate. The world's fastest operating system, they say. Uh, ultra low latency, one millisecond round trip. Anywho, mm. they have come out with this Aloha system which doesn't go on a purpose-built computer it just goes on a normal computer or mobile device apparently it uses the uh 
the high-tech advantages of 5G networks. Oh, great. To do ultra-low latency collaboration. Is it going to make me infertile? Uh, you don't need that, do you? Well, it doesn't make a difference either way. I mean, it's just, a, you know, just out of interest. Yeah, really. you are 5G ready, as it were. <laughs> <laughs> uh so i think this may be i mean it's just it's a real app it really works <laughs> wow i think the idea is for them to use 5g in order to get extra low latency but i don't see why it wouldn't work on anything else it just might be you might have more latency but really is 5g going to help you connect with other musicians on the other side of the world at low latency because surely with the latency of the internet your weakest link in the chain is still going to be there. You know, if it's got to be sent through the underground cable over the Atlantic, that's one not 5G, minute, One is millisecond it? round trip, mate. That was within the computer. Oh, well, okay then. I don't know how real this is going to be with their claims of it being ultra low latency. And if 5G is really going to make a difference to that, I've never been impressed with internet speeds increasing because... I've never really experienced it that much. Yeah. Like the internet's not like perfect, is it? And it's only as good as a computer you're running it on, isn't it? Mm. And 3G was a good step forward because you could get competent internet on your phone, but 4G didn't feel that much better. I know it oh, was. I think but... 4G's pretty good, man. You can like stream high quality shit on that shit, and buddy. 5G should be able to let you do a bit more, but I, I'm, I remain to be convinced basically, and I don't think the 5G is the real sort of seller in this. I mean, it looks like they've got an app that looks a bit like Zoom. Maybe just in the future, everything's going to look like Zoom. Yeah, and what about your everyone's different audio interface, processing their sound at different times, and then... Oh, man. Does it compensate for that? Well, God, who knows? And also, there's the fact that people don't really use this technology. It's been around for quite a fuck of a long time. Mm. You know, we've got stuff like Steinberg BST Connect. We've got coronavirus now, mate. Maybe everyone's going to be making music with collaborators in different continents. It's the only opportunity for something like this to take off. And if it doesn't, then I guess we will be left with uh, failure. (laughs) Okay, great. Fantastic. So there's the positives from me. Meanwhile, I'd like to introduce you to Mixbucket, which is an an online, not necessarily collaboration platform, but a sort of feedback platform, which has a lot of pragmatism built into it. So, pragmatism built in you say well for example it's just a platform and it sort of piggybacks into dropbox and google drive so you don't have to worry about its own sort of for the purpose file hosting which is good mm-hmm. you can send a link such as you would do on soundcloud with a private link and people can comment on your track and supposedly it will stop the playback when there's a comment or if you click the comment it will go and play back that part so it seems like a better solution for feedback it's not really collaboration necessarily but you can sort of make a comment on the track at that point in the track if you see what i mean Mm -hmm. which isn't anything massively new but i don't think i've seen anything that was simply made for that until this Mm, yeah and the fact that it uses dropbox and google drive and it's not claiming to be a fucking revolution makes me like it yeah you're not trying too hard it seems like it works we're only on the alpha release at the moment so it's not necessarily... So it's a website and it syncs to Dropbox and Google Drive. Interesting, James, isn't it? It is. And I, I just like they've shown some restraint and they haven't like promised the world. I like this. Um, yeah, I mean, people 
seem to want to do this for some reason. I mean, I don't trust what anybody says about anything, but if you want to do that shit, then uh, yeah, why not? It looks like it's got quite a nice interface as well. What if you sensibly designed? What if you want to send your stuff to a mixing engineer or a mastering engineer? Um, but before you do, they're like, look, send it to me first so I can tell you to remedy anything that's a bit dodgy and then you can do that and then you can send me the file and i'll do my best work i mean you could just do that in an email but i guess this would be probably an, ele- an elegant way to do that yeah that's the thing you can do all of this stuff in an email that's absolutely true but yeah it's a for the purpose system in which you can do that if you're doing it a lot and it's probably a lot friendlier to just leave a comment at a certain place and zoom straight to that it saves you valuable seconds i guess okay that's fair enough and uh, yeah, it's free, so... Uh... It's certainly free at the moment. I don't know if it always will be, um, mm. but currently... Well, if they're not doing the hosting themselves... Yeah, currently in alpha, so then it will probably go to beta later, and then you'll have to... <laughs> maybe like Nostradamus in the room. Maybe pay for it, maybe not. Who knows? Yeah, right. Anyway, two uh, interesting little collabby things that popped up. Well spotted, James. Good work. Okay, that's the end of this episode. Now, if you didn't hear the little sneaky bit at the start, uh, Tim and I are doing a Plugin Boutique affiliate links. So if you buy something through Plugin Boutique, if you go there using our affiliate link on a4ppodcast.com or in the podcast description first, then uh, two of us will get a little bit of money from that sale and you'll pay the same thing. Oh, and that would be very lovely of you. I really appreciate it, wouldn't we, James? Yes, but uh, only if you're going to do it before. Don't buy a plugin on our account. Come oh, on yeah, now. please. Yeah, no, no. Everyone's got to save all of their money for the forthcoming apocalypse, right, James? If you're going to do it anyway, why not give us a little bit of kickback for our influence? Yeah, let us wet our beaks. Come on. Give us a slice of the pie. Other than that, we will speak at you again next episode in two weeks' time. Smoke weed every day. Uh, that's a reference to the single next episode. Um, maybe I should do one that's not as cocky. Uh, um, I guess so. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right, Dr. Dre and Snoop Dogg, uh, we'll see you next time, all right? Okay, then. Okay, then.